Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Vacation Land Podcast. My name is Chris Ramirez. I'm the host and executive producer of the show. And before we got into this week's episode, I wanted to mention a few things before we got started. Number one, you may have noticed that this uh, week's episode is a little bit different than the normal format of news and discussion where we go around Southern California theme parks and discuss sort of what's going on in the moment. Uh, this episode is the next in our series called Beyond the Turnstiles. And what that allows us to do is it allows us to get into a topic a little bit deeper and a little bit more in depth. And this week's episode is going to be an interview with my friend Karis Milano of Magical Vacations by Karis. You may have noticed over the course of the last couple of weeks uh, during the show's intro, I mentioned her as our new travel partner. And so this is sort of a discussion on their recent trip to the Disneyland Resort and also how booking with a travel agent can help you on your next uh, parks vacation uh, here or anywhere around the country. The next thing I wanted to mention is that our normal news format and discussion show will be back on April the 9th. So make sure you're subscribed to our iTunes feed. And while you're doing that, we would really appreciate it if you would rate the show and uh, maybe leave us a comment. And what that does is that helps other people find us a little easier um, if we have a little bit higher rating. Uh, also, we wanted to mention that our YouTube channel is now live. So make sure you're subscribed to that for our next upcoming videos. Our next upcoming video is going to be our trip to the Knott's Berry Farm Boys and Berry Festival. And then after that, I'm going to be releasing a video on our trip to the California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. So if you want to see all of that stuff, we've got some really great videos. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to all those things. Also, we wanted to make sure that you knew about our Instagram page. Our Instagram page is at VL Podcast and our Facebook page is facebook.com slash the vacation land podcast so with all of that out of the way we hope you enjoyed this episode we'll see you for our next news and information show on april the 9th until then enjoy beyond the turnstiles we're gonna take Hello, welcome to the Vacation Land Podcast. This is Beyond the Turnstiles, our sort of outside the parks segments. And today we are joined by my good friend, Karis Milano, and her husband, Anthony Milano. Hey guys, how's it going? You can get a little bit closer to the microphone. Sure. That's perfect. Snuggle Thanks for up. having us. Yeah. Uh, so beyond the turnstiles, in case you haven't been noticed, this is the second in our series. We want to get kind of outside the theme parks and outside our general news segments. And sometimes we have discussions that don't uh, fit into what you would call normal theme park discussion. And uh, I invited Karis. And the reason that Karis is here in the introduction, I mentioned that we have a new travel partner. And Karis uh, just started a business. We've known each other for, well, gosh, when did we meet here? Um, well, I started working Jungle Cruise. I started working Jungle Cruise in 2000. So um, I'm not sure when you started okay. at Jungle, but I we definitely at, worked then. I, I started at Jungle Cruise uh, and listened to the 
previous episode if you want to know more about my time at Jungle Cruise. Um, <laughs> or just listen to the show in general because I talk about it a lot. Uh, I started at Disneyland in 1999 uh, working in the entertainment department. And uh, in 2000, I switched to attractions. And I was trained on Indiana Jones in 2000. And then in February of 2001, I was trained on an attraction known as the World Famous Jungle Cruise. And I met a lot of good friends there. And uh, Karis was one of them. And uh, now uh, she, you have moved to, you've moved on, obviously, beyond uh, past Disneyland. And uh, you live in Northern California now, correct? Correct, yeah. So actually, um, I worked at Disneyland twice. Um, I was a Jungle Cruise skipper uh, from 2000 to 2004. And then I actually left so that I could complete uh, my bachelor's degree in music, of all things. Um, you know, Jungle Cruise people aren't theatrical by by any no, means. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know anybody there that was an aspiring actor no, or comedian. No, not at all. Especially when we were there. And then, um, then, and so I was away from the parks for two years, and then I decided to come back. Uh, but I went into guest relations, and so I did that for another three and a half years. Um, and then at that point, I decided to completely switch gears. I left um, Southern California altogether to pursue a career in culinary arts. So I attended the Culinary Institute of America in Napa Valley. So I have my degree in culinary arts as well. So I'm a chef, I'm a singer, a former Jungle Cruise skipper. Ta-da! The triple threat. That's what we're <laughs> to refer to as a, as a triple threat. Uh, she slays, she she carves up the, the dinner and, and the jokes as well, serves up the jokes. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying here. Okay. So again, like I said, you are uh, our new travel partner. And so part of our podcast, uh, for those of you that may be first time listeners, uh, our, our podcast, the Vacation Land podcast uh, proper, as I'll call it, is a podcast about the Southern California theme park scene. We go out and we visit the different parks. We get as much information and news. And one of the things that I wanted to begin doing with this podcast is also helping with trip planning. Now, we all have day jobs on the podcast. There's only so much that we can do. So I wanted to bring in someone to help us with the trip planning aspect of our show. And we'll we provide updates and we provide different things that may help you. But uh, Karis is here because that's actually now her new career. And Karis, tell us about uh, Tell us about the direction that you moved in. What are you doing now? Sure. Well, you know, this was kind of a natural progression for me because once I actually left the Disneyland Resort, um, I still had countless friends and family who would come to me and ask me to help them plan their Disney vacations, whether it was Disneyland or Disney World. Um, I had had a lot of experience, obviously, in the parks working there. And um, then Walt Disney World traveling there and, and vacationing on my own. And so I, this was just a natural progression. I thought, you know, I've been giving free advice for years. Why not get paid for it? So <laughs> I decided to um, jump on in and um, I found a company called Magical Vacation Planner. We are um, an authorized Disney vacation planner, um, and we've actually achieved the highest level that Disney will give um, an outside company to sell their vacation. So we're platinum level, and um, the company is based back east, but they have independent contractors um, who work all across the United States. And so um, I went ahead and I applied with them. And because of my history, and um, especially I think being a cast member, they really wanted people with more Disneyland experience. And so um, they went ahead and hired me. And from what I understand, they Disney does not just, they're, they're pretty selective. I mean, about who they'll call an official 
travel partner, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You, they, all of the agencies who are um, officially authorized as Disney vacation sellers, they have to go through rigorous training. So, um, not only do they, are, are they selective in that way, but they actually put you through like a Disney university, an online course on all of their different Disney brands that you'll be selling. So, um, it, it's basically the top five Disney World, Disneyland, Aulani in Hawaii, um, and then the Disney Cruise Lines and Adventures by Disney. Captain's Log, Day of Wonderment. All in all, another fine day at sea. Disney Cruise Line. When it comes to pleasing everyone, the difference is Disney. Uh, that's great. So tell us a little bit about how your your application process and how you became uh, what was that like to put in your application and, and actually become an official uh, Magical Vacation Planner? So I applied um, online. You can go online to MagicalVacationPlanner.com if you're interested. And you can, there's a, a tab where um, it, they ask you to fill out an application. The questions that they ask... Um, are, are, are pretty straightforward. You know, it's what is your travel experience with Disney? And then they also want to know if you have cruising experience. Um, because in addition to selling the Disney brand vacations, um, Magical Vacation Planner also does Universal Parks and Resorts in Orlando. And then um, we also do most of the major cruise lines. So Royal Caribbean, Princess, um, Norwegian, Celebrity, uh, Carnival. Um, and so they, you know, they ask these questions as, as to how many times you've traveled there, what were your experiences, and, and, and they're just really kind of wanting to get a feel for um, are you a world traveler? Or how much have you traveled? You know, if you if you said you've been to Disneyland once and that's your extent of Disney knowledge, you're probably not going to get a call back. Um, but you know, if you have enough experience that they feel like it's worth uh, a second look at you, then they'll call you and they'll schedule an interview. And clearly, you have no experience uh, traveling right. to Disneyland or Disney World. Right, right? Not, none whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's well. That's that's awesome. Uh, so, and I guess our, our my question is: We sort of live in this age of Google, and we live in this age of Expedia and online travel booking. Um, I book my travel vacations to uh, Disney World, and I book my travel vacations. You know, I obviously am a local here at Disneyland, and I want to emphasize that. Sorry, to go off on a tangent. I want to emphasize. I can't emphasize enough that you don't just do Disney vacations. You can you handle a wide range of travel opportunities cruise, different cruise lines, um, different right. resorts and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So again, Universal Parks and Resorts. So that's like Discovery Cove and, you know, Volcano Bay and, and anything under the Universal branch as well as Disney. And then uh, the major cruise lines and then also Sandals and Beaches Resorts. So those are my areas of expertise. And tell us what is what are Sandals and Beaches Resorts for those who don't know. Yeah, so Sandals and Beaches, these are all inclusive resorts. Uh, most of them are located in the Bahamas and the Caribbean. Um, but sandals is, um, for couples only. And then the beaches resorts, um, are for families as well. At beaches, everything's included for everyone. Beaches, all inclusive resorts. Um, and so these would be resorts where you go, it's all inclusive, all of the food, all of your drinks, everything, you pay one package price. So basically once you're there, um, you know, most of the entertainment is all included from horseback riding along the beaches to, you know, um, scuba diving, you know, it, it's all in your package. 
Sometimes you want to do nothing. But when you want to do everything, Sandals includes it. The time of my life. Do it all again. That's, uh, that, that's fantastic. Do you have a favorite destination, uh, Disney or otherwise? Oh, wow. Um, that, you know, that's a tough call. I, <laughs> I love Disneyland because it's the original. It's where Walt walked, and there's something that's so nostalgic and magical about that. Um, but the times I've been to Walt Disney World have been pretty amazing, too. So, uh, you know, I, I would say they're they're both fantastic, but they're they're both so different. It's really hard to compare. It's like comparing apples to oranges. Oh, that's, that's great. So uh, we are going to... So, again, so going back to our original topic, uh, we, again, we live in this age of Google. We live in this age of Expedia and Priceline and all these different travel companies that are out there. Say someone's listening to this show for the first time, right? They, they're, they're, they're driving in their car, they're making dinner, and they're thinking about taking a, a vacation to Universal. They're thinking about, uh, I want to do a Disney cruise line, or I want to do um, you know, a trip to Disneyland at some point. Why? Tell us what the difference is between getting someone like you, a vacation planner, um, why why should they consider a travel agent or a vacation planner overdoing it themselves? Sure. Well, I think that there's lots of reasons, actually. Um, and and I'll just give, go over what I think are some of the top ones. But first of all, um, you know, in this day and age, yes, everything's accessible by internet. You can certainly go to Royal Caribbean and book a cruise directly through them. But um, I, what I have noticed from a lot of my clients and the people that I've been talking to lately is, first of all, there's time involved in planning a vacation. And if you are not familiar with the destination, or if you've never cruised before, there's a lot of little nuances and and, um, subtle things that are going to pop up about taking that type of a vacation that takes time to research. And so I hear from clients all the time, I don't, you know, I work 10 hour days and then I come home, I don't have time to sit online and look up all the different resorts at, at, the, at Disney World and try to figure out which one's right for my family. And Disney World especially certainly does not make it easy. Right. It's, well, there's so many different places to stay and different levels from the value to moderate to deluxe resorts. People get really confused and they get overwhelmed and they, and they give up. I've had a lot of people say, you know, I started researching, I started going through, but it was just so much. I just, I gave up and I really need to talk to somebody who can tell me what's right for my family or my, my group who's going. And so when you talk to a professional and someone who's more familiar with where you're going, they're going to be able to guide you. and tell you where you need to go or give you some suggestions and throw those out to you rather than, you know, telling you every single resort um, that is on property, you know, they can really um, narrow it down for you and save you a lot of time in that regard. And 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 also, I mean, in regards to Disney World, uh, there's dining. You have to book your advanced dining. Right. 60 days in advance or 90 days in advance. It's actually 180 days in advance. <laughs> and you have to book your, your fast passes a, a similarly ungodly amount of time. Right, right. Um, in yeah. Advance. If, if you're staying on property, it's 60 days in advance for the fast pass plus now. Yeah. And so if you have a planner, if you have somebody working for you, um, I know that when we go and we do it ourselves, we are, we are up at four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and, you know, waiting for that. East Coast time to roll over, you know, where they're at uh, 4.59, waiting for 8 <laughs> o'clock, uh, Florida time to roll over. And so we 
then we have to go to work in the morning. You know, so um, from what I'm hearing is is you could do all of that by yourself, uh, or you could have someone do it for you. Now, is do you charge a cost? to do this how does how does that work if somebody wants to use a travel agent well there might be travel agencies out there that do charge fees however with magical vacation planner we do not so we uh, our service is absolutely free to our clients we get our commission directly from the companies we're booking with a lot of people don't know this but commission is actually worked into the price of your package already so if you were to call I didn't know that yeah so if you were to call Walt Disney World for example um, you know and actually just speak to Walt Disney Travel um, you're still paying the same price you would pay if I booked it for you, but they are just going to eat that commission. Disney's just going to keep that. Whereas when you go through an agency, they pass along the benefit to the agents who brought them business. And so that that's how the commission works for us. So that's how we're getting paid. But no, we, we do not charge any additional fees to our clients whatsoever. All right. Well, we are going to get into something fun now. And obviously we, so we've been working on a preview of 2018, uh, in the parks around Southern California. We've been doing previews. We did a preview of the food and wine festival at California Adventure. And you just went out to that, didn't you? We did. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you think? <laughs> it was, it was great. Um, Anthony and I, um, spent the last two days at Disneyland and D, uh, DCA, Disney California Adventure. And, um, yeah, we wanted to check out the food booths. I'm, a, I mentioned I'm a chef. I'm a huge foodie. And so, we wanted to see the new offerings um, uh, returning this year and then some of the new booths. So we had a great time. Yeah, a friend of ours, and I'll, I'll tell you her name off the air, but a friend of ours that we used to work on Jungle Cruise with is actually one of the managers now that's in charge of putting that oh, fun. out there. So I'll tell you I'll tell you who it is after when we're done here. But, uh, <laughs> when I discovered that, I went, good for you. Um, so and you, you, you enjoyed it. You, you, had a, you had a good time. It was uh, – well worth it? Is it, is it worth the special trip out there? Yeah, yeah. I would say, you know, for for foodies and non-foodies alike, what's so great about the booths is um, they post the menus. You can see exactly what each booth has. And if you want to give something a try, maybe you're more of a picky eater, this is, it's a sample size portion. So you're not having to worry about ordering a whole plate at a restaurant and then not liking it, you know, so this gives, this gives people a chance to try something new. Um, and then if you are an annual pass holder, they also have something really cool, which is the sips and savers pass. And this is a pass that costs $45 and it has eight um, tabs on the, on the pass that you get to tear off when you go to the different booths. And so this is for any of the non-alcoholic offerings, uh, whether that's a drink or one of the food samples. And so if you're ordering one of the higher priced items at each of the booth, it's, it well pays for itself and then some. Yeah. Awesome. So again, we're doing our 2018, you know, preview. We've been working since January and each week we'll preview something that's going on. So I thought it would be fun for you as a travel agent coming on our show today. Uh, why don't you give us your five favorite things that you're excited about? 2018. All right, so I will try to um, come up with five. Um, and and are you specifically speaking Disney or are anything? We going, it could be anything. No, it could, okay, yeah, it could be anything. Yeah. So um, I think one thing that was really really fun um, is that there's some new dining offerings that are um, coming to downtown Disney, and um, we actually got to try one of those last night. Um, Splitsville is the new um, luxury bowling alley that is um, coming to. 
downtown Disney and they are in their soft opening right now. So I wasn't aware when we were coming down here that it was even going to be available to us. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we went and checked it out and I have to say normally, I uh, would not have been excited about the menu, pizza, burgers, you know, some salads, um, now gourmet versions of those. But what really got me excited was the sushi on the menu. And, um, you know, at first I'm thinking, okay, bowling alley sushi, we'll see how this goes. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was, it was not, um, not at all what you would have expected. It was actually fantastic. And it's actually a very, very, uh, popular, uh, it started out in Florida, started out at Disney World. Yeah. And if you go back a couple of episodes, we actually preview, uh, Splitsville coming to downtown Disney here in California. And if you go up in our show notes on our Facebook page, we will post a link to the menu at Splitsville. Um, all right. So, and you guys had a, sounds like you guys had a great time. It's a lot of fun. We, uh, we were actually just talking about, um, how, you know, there wasn't any sushi options in, in Disneyland, in, you know, downtown Disney. Which is weird to me, right? Right, yes. right? Yeah. Being Southern California, you would think there would be more and sushi. A theme park <laughs> themed, and a theme park themed to California, you would think that there'd be right. something. A lot of Mexican yeah. food. Right. <laughs> we're the adventurous type, so, we, you know, well, what's over here? Oh, it used to be a House of Blues, but it's no longer, so we asked the lady for a menu, and lo and behold, there was sushi there. We had to try it, so we were really happy. Yeah. That sounds That sounds fantastic. Yeah, and you actually had a cocktail there too, and you said it yeah. was a very generous pour, yeah. and it was really, it was really good too. So they have a lot of different lounge options um, spread throughout the building. So there's several different bars you can sit at, and then there's tons of different seating, um, and then they have 22 lanes, I think they said for bowling, and um, it just it looks like a really, really fun place for families to come. It, it'll look. I was I, I was at uh, Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen a few weeks ago, and we we turned around and at, at one moment it was empty, and then about six o'clock, mm-hmm. seven o'clock at dinner time, I mean the place was packed. There was people sitting you know upstairs, and there were people around outside, and so it, it looks like it's actually going to be a pretty popular. Oh, I'm sure it will catch on. When we were there, I mean, this was a Sunday night, and um, we had no problem getting a table. It was actually empty. Um, So I just, I think people don't know that it's open yet. You know, they're in their soft opening. But once it catches on, then they'll start taking reservations, and um, it'll be packed. So I I think we were were there somewhere around President's Week and the holiday weekend. Right. Right. I was talking to the hostess at the front, and... uh, I said, this place is going to explode once it, you know, officially opens. You know, everyone's going to be here. It's really popular. It can hold a lot of people. Um, and she said, yeah, her, their Friday nights are, are kind of their big nights. So if you're trying to see it for the first time and you don't want to, you know, get uh, elbow to elbow, you might want to check something out that's not a Friday night. All right. All right. What else you got? All right. So um, obviously, uh, for the, anyone who has been to Disney California Adventure recently, you'll notice all the construction walls up over in the Paradise Pier area. And um, so it will be Paradise Pier no longer. It will be Pixar Pier. So I'm really excited to see um, the the overlays, the new changes that they're bringing um, to that area of the park. Uh, I think it'll be really fun, um, especially the Incredicoaster uh, replacing California Screaming. Um, I've seen a lot of the, the videos of Imagineers talking about what they're going to do to kind of create a storyline of the Incredibles on the coaster. And so I think 
I think that'll be really, really fun. As well as um, the other Pixar offerings, uh, there's going to be Pixar Fest, which, which starts mid-April and will run through the summer. And so they're bringing uh, the Pixar Play Parade um, to Disneyland, and then the Paint the Night Parade is going to come over to DCA. And so that'll that'll be really fun, but a lot a lot of Pixar stuff happening. All right. Anything else? Uh, yeah. Um, there's going to be a whole land based on Toy Story, which is opening on June 23rd in and Hollywood is, Studios yeah, that's yeah, in Florida. In Florida. Um, so, I've, again, I've seen a lot of the little previews that they put out of um, them testing the Slinky Dog uh, coaster. And um, there'll be two, I think it's two attractions. And then they have also extended and added... Um, another track for t- uh, for the Toy Story Midway Mania, um, so it can have a higher capacity. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be. It's going to. It's that. That's being placed where the old. If you're familiar with Hollywood Studios at all, it's where the old Streets of America was, and they're going to actually be reconfiguring Pixar Place, which the old entrance to um, Midway Mania is going to now be moved around the other side, so that that's going to be one big cohesive entity there. And if you watch the Oscars, we're, we're recording this the day after the Oscars. Uh, if you watch the Oscars at all last night, they actually had several commercials for uh, Toy Story Land. Yeah, yeah, well. they're really ramping up now, and and there'll be a cute restaurant, uh, Woody's Lunchbox. But the whole the whole area is supposed to look like you're in Andy's backyard, um, and kind of like you've shrunk to the size of a toy as well. So it just looks really, really immersive and cute. And uh, Hollywood Studios has needed some more attractions and needed some, you know, some, some more things for a while. So it's nice to see that that park is expanding. How about Disney Cruise Line? Anything coming up interesting uh, with Disney Cruise Line? Yeah, well, Disney Cruises, they're constantly trying to reimagine. Um, I, for those of you who don't know, they only have four ships. So um, I will say, for anyone who's thinking about booking a Disney Cruise, the best time to do so is when they first release their itineraries and their sailing dates, which they just released um, now through summer of um, 2019. So um, the reason you want to book early is because unlike some other cruise lines that they might run um, a, you know, a last minute deal of, you know, to try to fill their ships. Disney does not have that problem. They, their ships fill um, very quickly. They always leave with full ships. And so um, as the ship fills, their prices go up because it's in demand. So um, you want to book early. That's the way you're going to get the best price. So on Disney Cruises, um, like I said, there's some new itineraries. They're sailing to some new locations. And they're also bringing back some really fun things on a few of those sailings like Marvel Day at Sea, where they'll have the superheroes. And then um, there's also Star Wars Day at Sea. And these are just epic nights all day celebrations on board um with you know the costumed characters and shows at night and um it's 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 really i've seen some of the videos from when they did it before and it was so popular they brought it back well speaking of star wars uh your husband last night had a very interesting experience something that we've talked about a little bit here but have not really gone into and anthony you went and did the the void Right, the I new did. Star Wars VR yeah. experience uh, at Downtown Disney. It uh, was uh, it was pretty special. Uh, we didn't know what to expect, but uh, we booked it a couple days in advance, and we lucked out because we got a uh, time slot that worked for us. And uh, I definitely recommend people doing that um, because, man, it is in high demand. I saw people walking up to the front do- door saying, "What is this?" And they were getting turned away. You couldn't just walk up. Wow, so you so. can't. So you, so you need this is something you need to book 
in yeah. advance. Wow. Okay. Absolutely. That's, I didn't know it was that. I had no idea it was that popular. So why don't you walk us through it? What, what tell us about your experience with the Void VR? I know, Karis, you had before we started. You had some other things to add in. So um, just walk us through your experience. What, sure. What is it like? Um, so just a little bit of background about me. I uh, I'm into video games and I'm into Star Wars. So it was like the perfect <laughs> marriage of those two. It's basically like you're you're walking into the film. Um, so from the very beginning, you walk in and. Uh, it feels like an exclusive club. Everything's, you know, closed doors, and uh, they tell you to stand behind this wall, and uh, they brief you on um, what you need to know as far as uh, where you're about to go. Not the specifics, but um, they give you an idea, and they kind of tell you that, you know, if at any moment you're not feeling comfortable, um, because this is a different experience than most people probably have experienced, um, you could be claustrophobic, or, you know, you could have um, nausea because of, you know, the virtual reality stuff. Um, you know, race, right, that's important to mention. Hand. Yeah, that it's yeah. a it's a it is a VR yeah. experience, right? It's not the old school VR with like the giant. It's it's glasses. It's a VR glasses. Experience. Yeah. So actually, what it is is uh, so you go to the side room and you get these little wristbands, um, which have these little QR codes, and that links it into your account, and uh, you'll basically. Um, be designing your character. Um, there's a part where you can choose like a certain color scheme so that other players, uh, so it's a squad of four, um, up to four. I don't know if, you know, you could do it with less, but, uh, it seems like four is the number for each session. Um, it was just me, but I think this experience would probably lend itself best to a, for a group of four friends. I jumped in with another family that was, ha- that had three. So, but I still enjoyed myself. Was it still was it still enjoyable? Or you, yeah, you said you said you still had fun. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was it was it was really cool. Um, nearing the end of the of the uh, session, you have an opportunity for you know a photo, and so those moments would obviously lend it, itself better. You know, if you were with a group you knew. Um, but anyway, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, the QR code. So yeah, you, you get your your character uh, design, and then they tell you they take you to the side room. It's all very secret and hush-hush. It's really cool. And there's these big harnesses, these kind of like um, vests that you put on that are like tethered. And uh, you strap into this thing. They're telling you how to to lock everything in place. They're pretty heavy. And they say, okay, we're going to untether you. And then when they let go of the wire, you know, you feel this kind of weight on your shoulders. And I think that was supposed to, you know, help you feel like you have armor on. Because uh, you're basically you're putting stormtrooper armor on, and uh, then they tell you how to work the headset, and the headset is pretty revolutionary. I've never seen anything like it, but it was like a combination of headphones and like a visor that would come down over your face, and so your mouth is completely open, um, but you know your ears are completely covered, and uh, you can hear all the, all the people all in your squad. You can hear. Uh, like a stormtrooper voice, almost like that—that that calm sound. Um, you can talk to each other that way. And if you go on the Disneyland website, which we'll, we will provide a link to this again on our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/vacationlandpodcast. Uh, there, if you go on the Disneyland website and you look up Star Wars: Secrets of the Empire and the Void, uh, there is a picture of what this rig looks like, and it looks like it was like a combination of a. It almost looks like a rebel pilot helmet, you know, yeah. with, except with glasses in the front. You've got a chin strap and that's a great way to describe it actually yeah it's like exactly like they're the rebel um headset there uh so yeah it comes over your eyes and then uh they they tell you to you know walk over here they you 
pull the visor up so you can see. Because if you put it down, you can't see anything but like a screen that says like, you know, lift it up. Um, and then they take you to the side area where it's almost like a little elevator room. And they say, okay, you go here, you go here. Everyone has their place and they're, they're you know, may the force be with you. And um, the door closes and they say, you can put your visor down. And the second you put your visor down, I'm not kidding you. It felt like the world of Star Wars is pulled over your eyes. Um, it was a really cool experience. Um, I don't know if you want me to go into too much specifics, but I, I did notice, you know, the other people in front of me, they looked like stormtroopers, you know, in full armor and they're physically there without, without giving any real spoilers. And I don't even know if that's possible. Um, kind of walk us through the experience. What are you doing? Sure. What are your, what character are you playing? Are you interacting with yeah, so you know, anyone? You're basically, um, you're working, uh, with the uh, the rebels, and you're trying to get a certain um, artifact in the hands of the Galactic Empire, and you're trying to procure that um, as like a uh, a stealth mission. You're assuming uh, you're you were able to get this shuttle, and you're uh, you know it's the Imperial shuttle. And you got some stormtrooper armor, and you put that on, and so you're trying to hide as a Galactic um, a person. And uh, so we're trying to infiltrate this galactic empire and get this this artifact together as a squad. So we're working together as a team. And actually, that I think is a really good thing about this experience. If you do it with friends, I think it's a great like team building exercise because one person can't do it all. You have to kind of work together. Um, there's moments where someone has to like you know put some codes in on a control panel while you know another person is controlling um, a blast door uh, and maybe automatic turrets um, and then cover fire for things coming at them and so everyone had a a role to play um, which I think was really creative and fun Um, the other things I enjoyed about it is there's lots of sensory tricks that they use Um, whether it be you know uh, like a machine starting up under your feet, you feel like you're like in a spaceship um, and it's moving. Um, there's moments where, you know, there are like a droid will come out and he's there. And so the first reaction you do is I want to touch him. I want to reach out and I want to see if he's actually there, if it's just all smokes and mirrors. And the crazy thing, he's actually there. So they did a really good job um, kind of combining the visual with the sensory physical. Uh, of your environment um, and so that constantly is tricking yourself and, and thinking that it's actually you're in the world um, that, sounds inc- that sounds incredible it that was sounds, amazing that sounds really fun um, when, when he first got off of this and he came back over to where I was waiting for him um, he was like a little boy he was so <laughs> excited I've never seen him more animated of just like oh my gosh he just was talking a million miles per hour and telling me about the experience <laughs> but um, it, it was also funny because um, he went I just have to talk about the, the other sensory thing that he mentioned was that um, it actually gets hot at one point in the rooms and so when he first got there he had his jacket on and he said oh you know should i should i take my jacket off and the guy was trying to stay in character and play with him and he was like well you know the planet that you're going to i've I've heard it's quite warm there so they have lockers where you can you can lock up your personal items which is nice and so yeah i'm definitely um dress for the weather (laughs) yeah i I would have been uncomfortable uh if i had kept my coat on because you're going to this really hot area now it sounds like you're a star wars fan 
huge Star Wars fan. Right. So is this something that you can enjoy? Do you think – so say someone's not a huge Star Wars fan, but they're a gaming fan. Is this something that you can enjoy without being a big Star Wars fan? I think so because uh, the way they describe it to you, everything's laid out, all the characters and their roles and your mission. Um, So your goals are set for you and they're kind of guiding you along like, you know, you need to go over here. Um, you know, lock that door, that kind of stuff. Um, I, I know that you're going to enjoy it more if you're a Star Wars fan because you're going to know who this character is or, and what the relevance is in the world. Um, and for me, I was kind of nerding out about that. Like, I'm helping the good guys, you know, fight the good fight. <laughs> um, so Disney has a no, that's fantastic. That sounds that sounds like a lot of a lot of fun. Um, so Disney has a requirement of 48 inches. I looked looked it up while we were talking, and they recommend it for teens and tweens. Mm-hmm. Um, and adults, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, is there anything, Karis, you didn't participate in this? No, um, I actually um, have uh, issues with motion rides. Like, Star Tours makes me sick. So I figured if Star Tours makes me sick and that's just sitting and watching a screen, probably a VR experience where you're totally immersed would not be my cup of tea. Um, so I decided to sit this one out. And um, it sounds like that was a wise choice. Um, so I would say for anyone who has vertigo issues or, you know, if motion attractions make you sick you might want to you might want to think twice about doing it um i wish i could have done it because it does sound amazing but i know my body and i and better safe than sorry (laughs) how long was your experience yeah so um i would say i was in there for maybe 30 minutes um it doesn't feel like it (laughs) because you know you're just so immersed but i would say that their their actual um their setup and their explanation everything and the gearing up portion probably takes like five to ten um, you know, if you're with an experienced group, maybe you can get, get through it sooner. But since we were all new, we were all being, you know, instructed on how the, the gear worked on us. Sorry, folks. I'm sure to do better next time. It was my first flight and I'm still getting used to my programming. Hey! Hey! I think it was about 30 minutes because he went to go check in at 620, which yeah. you can check in 10 minutes before your start time. And then his start time was 630. And I looked up at seven o'clock and he was, he was coming, yeah. coming out of there. So it, it, I think it's pretty much a half an hour. I have no idea if multiple groups can be doing it at the same time. There was a little bit of smoke and mirrors with that, but I did see a new group coming in as we were exiting. So I feel like it's pretty calculated as far as the time. And it felt like 30 minutes. Do you remember what you paid for it? Yeah, it was um thirty dollars. Yeah, it was tw- like twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. At this point, there are no annual pass holder discounts or anything like that. It's pretty much that is the straight price for everyone. Um, and that was one of the first questions I asked too. I said, "So, was it worth the thirty bucks?" I I actually answered to her. I said, "I think they're undercharging." Like, because I thought it was so awesome. Like, please, please don't give them any ideas. Right? I know. That's our that's our mantra we're here. Please don't give them any ideas. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that sounds great. Thank you, Anthony, for, for sharing your experience it with us. It was a us. lot of fun. And, uh, I want to thank you both for coming in. We're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of the Vacation Land podcast, Beyond the Turnstiles. Uh, again, thank you, Karis, for coming in. Thank you, Anthony, for sharing your experience with us. Karis, if we wanted to find you online and our uh, listeners wanted to book a vacation with you, where can they find you? Sure. So my information, first of all, um, it is always easiest for me to get you a quote and plan for you if I have a quick phone call uh, conversation with you. That way I can just get questions answered very quickly. Um, so if you want to give me a call, my number number is 
348-348-7199. You can also find me online on Facebook at Magical Vacation Planner by Karis, and that's spelled C-A-R-I-S-S. Um, or you can go to my website, which is www.magicalvacationplanner.com forward slash staff forward slash Karis, C-A-R-I-S-S dash Milano, M-I-L-A-N-O. Um, and of course you can email to at c.milano at magicalvacationplanner.com. So those are all the ways that you can get a hold of me. Um, but I do prefer a phone call. If you can have, you know, 10, 15 minutes to talk to me, tell me about your family and who you're traveling with. That is the best way to get a free quote and for me to be able to know that I'm planning the right vacation for you. All right. Well, once again, thank you for joining us. Um, we hope you've enjoyed the information that we've provided here. We hope you've enjoyed the show. My name is Chris Ramirez. I am the executive producer and host of the Vacation Land podcast. And we hope you have enjoyed your stay in Vacation Land. See you next time.